Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. We are live in Washington, D.C., and we have Tom Franks ready to take the ball and run with it already. So how are you doing, Andrea? I, uh, sorry, I meant to call you by your first name, Dr. Dr. Andrea. Well, hello. I'm wonderful. I, where am I? I am in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> you know, there's somebody very famous in Reno, Nevada. I don't know if you know her, Jennifer Baker. We've, yes. I've done an event with her. She's amazing. She is. And uh, she is so uh, you know going her. to do a cameo with us. I do oh, know her. I'm cool. actually at her house right now. However, do you know um, why I didn't know you were at her house? Because that background looks like your house. Sorry. <laughs> this background looks like my fake thing. Um, oh. So um, actually, I can show you where I am. It's actually beautiful uh, here. So you can. But well, you can. I just realized it's not. No, where seriously. If, beautiful. <laughs> if you had a company that installed blinds, I would be buying right now. This is incredible. <laughs> those blinds. Seriously, Dr. Andrea, I, I have to say it's not often you see blinds that are so aligned. <laughs> well, it looks quite lovely. If I were heading face the other direction, uh, you would see uh, how gorgeous it is. Uh, she's actually standing behind me. I sent you the link um, through your email. So if you want to get on there, we can do it that way. Um, um, uh, cool. Tom Franks, who is waiting in the wings, uh, is texting me madly right now. Is there a way he can get this number so he can get these blinds in his house? So this is crazy <laughs> what you just showed. Oh, I love it. Unbelievable. Well, uh, uh, we can definitely follow up with that. Uh, I, we, we will have the owner of the home on soon, and you can ask her how you can order those. Um, in the meantime, I can tell you. Uh, about but in the meantime, can you get me the virtual screen for the back so I look like I have the blinds? Even though I didn't buy them yet, I, wanna, I want that screen. <laughs> yes, I could do a, a screenshot of it. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. I mean, that saves yeah. you money, doesn't it? Doesn't it save it you does. a little bit of money? Yeah. It saves a lot of money if everybody just has the same blinds behind them. Uh, I, we, I wanted to get our sponsors in, if I may. I want to thank bees.social, bmore.io, Amplifluence, Perfect Publishing, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, menfashion.com, mymakeuplady.com. And we want to remind you to love on the keep smiling movement we do we always want that but i want to say today in lieu of in lieu of the many conversations about the blinds i would like to have an honorary sponsor today included and i would like to have unblinded unblinded be one of our honorary sponsors today because of the blinds because of the blinds <laughs> yes yeah. well i will let sean callagy know <laughs> that we made them a a a, a an official unofficial <clears throat> unofficial sponsor technically today. yes <laughs> but official today official today <laughs> yes and he will and that. by the way i get the same teary-eyed whenever i mention blinds tom does too so i would <laughs> ask you to refrain from using the word blinds too much with tom he gets crazy emotional uh kind of a rugby happen. yeah there's kind of a happen. rugby connection there <laughs> well we have some uh, wonderful things that have happened in this last week uh ken do you have some news to share i i don't know what all you've been doing in your travels <laughs> well um god there's so many things i wasn't even prepared for that can you believe it <laughs> i mean it's all been about reading little lamb Ah, so yes. for me, that's but DC Fashion Week, we were at DC Fashion Week and what an amazing show. Um, it's really cool when you have this balance of fashion and creativity and you have the authors who are waking the world up with their legacy piece and giving them uh, an opportunity to escape, as it were. And, you know, I'm excited about Tom coming on the show because he is a very unique author and that so many of the authors we work with in Burbank Publishing are doing personal development. He's allowing all the people in the space of personal development to take an escape and really enjoy the ride. That's so amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, it's It's been really fun to see how different people adapt and grow. And so having in different genres of books, you know, from going from uh, the thriller that we're going to be talking about today to personal development to other things is really fantastic that you've been able to have Perfect Publishing cover so many genres, including your children's books, uh, which I hear there's some more in the works. Yes, You want to share are. some more and about those? 
Well, we have a heart of gold and we're going to have them on in the future, near future. So we won't go too much in that because I want to build enough time in for Jennifer to give a splash out. And I love Jennifer so much. Well, let's get her on as soon as possible. Um, well, bef before I have her on, I do want to share what we what um, else we covered that keeps smiling was at last week. We were Very at good. the NFT Connect live conference and that was in Phoenix, Arizona and uh, met some wonderful influencers that are very excited to hold the keep smiling card and be sharing our message and contribute their stories to what we're doing. And so uh, these are people who are major influencers who have hundreds of thousands of followers. So very exciting to be having them on in the future. And I had the pleasure of sharing the stage with them. And then uh, we also uh, had Snoop Dogg there and uh, he was there as DJ Snoopadelic. And uh, so he's under, is that him texting you? He texted me that he was angry that he did not get a key smiling shot. And yeah, they by didn't, the way, Kayla, uh, yeah, provide it, that it, option for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, had I, I should afford you his number because he was texting me like, when am I getting the key smiling shot? Um, the other thing is Taylor Williams, the Taylor Williams oh, yeah. pageant queen. Her release of her book came out. The cookbook came out, as you know. Um, yeah. It's interesting. At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you met her and um, persuaded, convinced her, um, wrestled her down that she, we would be the publishing company. And she is in, she is so excited because uh, Dr. Calvin Ball, who is a government official, was able to give her accolades for her release. Nice. Uh, Al Granger, um, the trooper that he is, had uh, a little bout with uh, the flu, we'll call it. We'll call it the flu because we don't want any more masks going up anymore, okay? Yeah. Um, so we had to rush and pick up books and deliver books and all that stuff because he was um, he was affected oh, by the flu. The, oh, the, goodness. You know, I'll do, I hope I'll he's do feeling better. Well, the flu is back, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's only what it was. And, yeah, but, uh, but we, right now we're going more into um, the flu, like laser, the flu. Okay, I want that. Perfect. No. All right, awesome. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. And then, uh, so that was a super great event. And then while I was there, I met some uh, soon-to-be celebrity boxers. I uh, and then got invited to go watch some of them training the next morning at the Madison Gym in Phoenix. Um, they call it the Madison Ma Madison Square Gym, and that's where Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather had done their training in the heights of their careers and went on to be champions. And so they have a heavyweight boxer going on to be in um, Mexico, the 21st, Mexico City. And he's contending along with a featherweight. And then there's another gentleman. I don't remember which weight class he's in. I met him. Oh, Brandon, he uses his name. He on March 5th will be on ESPN. And uh, if everything, go we're trying to get the logos in on time. Um, we may have a keep smiling logo on his shorts if we made the time crunch for it to go before they leave so we'll see if not this time um, they'll definitely uh, be loving on us in the future so uh, got some really great uh, pictures there so um, and then we do have Jennifer with us because then I came over here to Reno so let me get her on camera with us and and Mike Tyson did also text me uh, actually before even Snoop and he said um, if you don't keep smiling I will knock you out <laughs> and that was a little bit say that <laughs> little Terminator uh a twist there on the uh, accent. Yes. And I just asked you to unmute uh, Jennifer and if you could start your video. There you are. Hi. Hello. 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 Jennifer. How are you guys? Well, <laughs> I can say this. Morning. Andrea, can, Andrea cannot say this. I can say this. I miss you because she's there. She sees you. Well, I miss her too because she's all the way downstairs. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely, Ken. You'll have to come next time and spend some time with us. Good. I would love that. Yeah, definitely. So, you here. so this isn't the most pleasant topic, but uh, thank you for including us and in the uh, opportunity to amplify the goodness you're creating in uh, saving lives. So you want to speak to that a little bit? This weekend was um, a, a life-changing weekend for many people that like to ignore the fact that we have bigger issues in our lives than the political issues that we're facing right now and some of the other menial day-to-day -day things that we deal with, unfortunately. And those are that we have some incredibly vulnerable people in our world, all around the world, that are being uh, brutalized in ways beyond our everyday humanly comprehension. There's nothing 
no fault of their own. It's just they haven't been made aware of it. Unfortunately, for those of us that have eyes that see, um, much is required of us, right? And so, unfortunately, I was made aware of this many, many years ago. And um, throughout the years, when something lands in your lap or smacks you in the face, it, it becomes your responsibility to take care of whatever that is. And so I've, I've unfortunately uh, been blessed with the uh, pain and, and blessings of being involved in human trafficking, um, both children and adults, unfortunately. So it's not, um, this is something that's very real. If you take it from the place of um, political, you hear people say, there's a QAnon conspiracy theory and you hear other people say, oh my God, the liberals are doing it. I wanna take all of the political conversation out of it and let's just be very real and honest about what really is happening because when you divide people and you make it a political conversation or you make it something that somebody doesn't wanna hear about, then it becomes different. But at the end of the day, human trafficking is very real. Um, at the event, I was, um, blessed a few years ago to meet Saved in America. I'll make this very quick. When I asked Saved in America a couple of years ago, or last year, I take it back, um, when I went down to Vegas to go watch one of their operations, I said, you need to come to Reno. They said, sweetheart, we've already been there. One of our worst cases ever was actually there. We had a 14-year-old girl who was actually trafficked, not once, twice by the cartel down to Mexico. We had to go recover her twice. So what I want people to be aware of is there's multiple ways to traffic or to exploit a child, all the way from a parent, a child, a sibling, um, to an aunt, uncle, friend, coach, pastor, you name it. There's ways of exploiting a child in ways that shouldn't happen. But even more than that, um, it's become a moneymaker, a huge moneymaker. If you think about it from the cartel side, um, you can sell a drug or a gun once, and once it's gone, it's gone. This is a reusable commodity that they look at it. And unfortunately, you can sell a child you know, more than 20 times a day for the exact same price you could sell a drug or a gun. So I just want people to be aware that this has become way worse than it ever has been over the last couple, uh, I would say the last decade. Um, be aware, look around. We actually did some training videos. The airport um, has done a massive amount of training and, and, um, and stuff on how to spot things like that. I would ask everybody, just look around. If you see kids that look uncomfortable, if you see things like that, you see a woman that's super uncomfortable, um, you know, say something, a child of any kind, even men um, get trafficked on a regular basis. It's, it, the statistics are staggering. So we did this event. It was a phenomenal turnout considering I had less than 20 days to put it together. Um, the, the city turned out, which was awesome. The mayor came out, the um, past Senator um, came out, he's running for governor. Most of our governor candidates were there in the room. We had all kinds of elected officials everywhere, which was great, just showing that they truly genuinely care about this. It was not a political issue, it was not a political event. They were there to listen, learn, and to um, feel the love in the room. And at the end of the day for our room, we were showing that there are solutions. So Saved in America is one of those. These guys are, excuse me, but they are bad A, <laughs> ex-military um, police forces, special operations guys that have served our country in, in really critical um, wartime. And once they've retired or on their off time while they're taking vacation time from their jobs, they come out and serve our country at a different level with waging a war on these cartel and these horrible traffickers and these horrible people that are manipulating our children. So they've brought their fight home for love and out of the kindness of their heart, they're serving our country by helping intel, giving intel to the police department so the police department can go out and get these bad guys in, in a day or two instead of dragging it out for months. So we had some girls Thank that were you. missing for three months. We had a couple that were missing this month and they gave me intel on all seven of them in this area in one night. Hmm. Well, fun. you know, this topic is uh, not a keep smiling or an amplified type of topic from a standpoint of positivity. It's a, it's a, it's a topic of actually keep smiling and amplified from a standpoint of heroes, the people that are stopping it. So I wanted to acknowledge you as one of the heroes. I also want to say that Tom Franks, who is on the show, uh, graciously wanted you on as a cameo because he's a fiction writer. And I have a feeling that in the weird sense of the world and the universe, I think your message may translate in some way into a future book of his, which is not going to be fiction, obviously, but it will be to wake up people how how horrible and hellacious this is 
Well, I will tell you, it does come down to a keep smiling because one of the people we featured is a girl that I saved back in 2017. Mm. And uh, the message I portrayed to her the day that we got her back was, you're either going to be a victim or a champion of this situation. And if you, and I want to know which one you're going to be. She said, I'm going to be a champion. So she came out that night at 19 mm. years old. She was trafficked at 14. At 19 years old, she was on stage with me telling her story for the first time ever. Wow. And I'm working on all kinds of things with her. But even more important, um, I mentor her. I make sure she does everything that, that needs to be done to keep her safe um, and not re-trigger her. But she came out and shared everything. And we gave her a $1,000 college scholarship because dreams do come true, even for those that have gone through the worst you could imagine. She is going to the college of her dreams, which is, um, yeah, and it, she starts in the fall, which is phenomenal. And so there are amazing things. And she is happy to say that her life, she's decided she wants to be a champion. She's not going to be re-victimized by those people that victimized her while she was gone. And uh, life moves on. People can change. You can make a different decision. And, and you absolutely can keep smiling. So the message does actually fill right into what you guys are doing. And it's a phenomenal opportunity to share with the world that you can, in fact, overcome pretty much anything. If she can do it, anyone can. Well, Jennifer, I, I always share um, in our, our Dose of Hope book, which we are all too excited to include you in. It's the uh, the one 10,000-page ebook divided in it. 12, 800 page printed books. And I want to say that Tom Franks is being released this uh, next week, not this week, but next week. And this uh, hits me right here, Jennifer, but uh, our two biggest champions in that book are William Paul Young, who wrote The Shack and his molestation uh, childhood. And then also Frank Shankowitz, who had a very, very rough childhood who created Make-A-Wish Foundation. So right. when you say, are you going to choose to be a victim or a champion? Unfortunately, every one of those champions um, had to live something very horrific to be that champion. Right. Yeah. So thank you. Equal and opposite reactions, right? Love. Exactly. Is, yes. Exactly. Well, thank you for having me on. You guys are amazing. Tom Franks, I can't wait to hear your story and hear what's going on. And Andrea, it's been a pleasure. Ken, you're amazing. Thanks for Thanks, giving Jennifer. me a few minutes. Thank you very much. Hope to see you soon. Bye. Yes, definitely. So right, Dr. Um, Andrea, for, those, I think for those of you who are listening who want to be able to contribute more, you can go to bemore.io, bemore.io. We are uh, in the process of uh, selling some NFTs to raise money for Saved in America. And there is a link there to directly donate to Saved in America as well. And or you can reach out to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. And through the Keep Smiling Movement, we can attribute funds to them as well. And uh, Ken and I will be talking more on how we can help support Saved in America with uh, Leader Joseph. Very good. Uh, Dr. Andrea, thank you for going out there and representing the Key Smiling Movement as you have for so many events. Yeah, I did. We, we, we were... had another really cool thing happen. The next day, um, I got invited to do an like a exclusive to do uh, some journalism and go in and watch their debriefing before they went out on their intel, you know, undercover to go mm -hmm. and look and find everyone and see how they do their operations mm -hmm. and take some footage. I have to set, submit it all, have it approved. And and then once that's uh, uh, done, then I'll have some a video and some stories to share. So you had you. Um, well, before I ask this question, I want to give a shout out to Aaron, who is celebrating his birthday. He is not with us in this in the production area, but I do want that passed on. I want to also give a, a big amount of love to Mr. Treasure, who has come to save the day, as he always does. Ryan Treasure and Robert Cholino and a big shout out to the man in the sky, Jeff Spinard, who makes this a beautiful show and platform available. So the question I have for you, you have uh, recently met and worked with some uh, some heavyweight championship boxers. Yeah. Okay, so here's the question. Let's get them enrolled in the possibility of being with Jennifer going down and box those cartels out. Just <laughs> box them out. I well, mean, a nice knockout punch might, might uh, you know, I know that we don't necessarily promote violence, but sometimes... Sometimes uh, people don't get now. Ah, ah, ah isn't good enough. <laughs> well, so. you know, uh, LL Cool J with his song, Mama Said Knock You Out, I think is actually <laughs> applicable in this case. And, you know, the Keep Smiling movement is about <laughs> knocking some sense into people so they start smiling because that's not a that's not a smile situation. And those cartels oh, yeah. are obviously they you know, what's funny, not funny, but you know, what's really deranged about this is these cartel people are actually not happy. 
and they yeah. punished the world because of their their misery and they probably had a an upbringing that you would never want either and yeah. they don't know what it is to love they don't know what it is to actually give and to have freedom and yeah. so they they impose it on others and that's the saddest part of it and, that, and hopefully this movement can save people I, i've recently watched a show about called burden about a, a guy who was in the kkk and he shifted out he, he left the kkk because it was all about hate and this is uh this is how we're going to save the world you wake up a putin and you say you know what you are hate why don't you be love and let us understand have you understand what that means even so we have the ukraine we have all these situations because of hate and it's, it's the wrong direction all right so let's yeah. let's bring mr tom franks on because we rehearsed uh mr franks and i rehearsed for probably about seven days to get his talk down to an hour so we do not have as much time as we'd like for mr franks so let's go to morning <laughs> well i uh we have a lovely handsome uh, uh tom franks here in front of us and let me get his bio pulled up in front of me. This man is a British author. And when you hear his voice, you will have no denial of that. He I taught him is, that accent. I taught him the accent. So when you did such a good job teaching him, <laughs> um, he is really a good, a really good student. And he has, he is the author of unput a down, unput downable books, unput downable books. It's and a, his and debut a new word. novel is He's little followed. lamb available on Amazon March 4th. He is a rugby player. I bet you can't guess that by looking at him a power lifter uh, i can see a little bit of uh, text going on there and he's a lover of good scotch so i guess if anybody is a, a scotch uh, uh, company and you see this uh, i'm sure he would be totally open to us uh, labeling the show and yeah but it has to be a bloody good scotch it has to be a bloody good one right. yeah, oh are we going to talk in a, a european accent the whole time <laughs> i'm up for that aren't you? yours yours is actually pretty good ken's is not <laughs> oh, well, then I guess we won't have Ken do it, will we? <laughs> just quickly, I wanted to just say one thing to Jennifer, actually. I think the work that you're doing, Jennifer, is incredible. Um, not just rescuing these women and helping them, but giving them the opportunity to tell their story um, afterwards. And I think that's amazing. So thank you for doing stuff like that. It's brilliant. Yeah, um, thank you for that shout out. I appreciate it. It's, it's amazing that these kids are so resilient and truly can come out of this. You just have to help them make a different decision. Of course, it's people like you that make it possible. It's amazing work. No, thank you. So Tom, welcome to the show. And I remember when I told you that uh, I would love to be your pu publisher, you said, bloody hell. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, not, not in the way you said it. it was more, really, this guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom, you uh, you played for the All Blacks and I, I want to acknowledge that first. Um, I'm going to have to make a slight correction. I tried, went for trials and they said the lack of New Zealand heritage and the fact that I was too good was the issue. Mm. So, and um, also because you outshouted them in the, uh, yeah, the mantra, right? The no, so, I, I, played, I played rugby just from my, my hometown in England for many years. Um, great rugby club made, and all my greatest friends from England are, are still part of that club now. So grateful for that place. Well, I, I understand you still stay in touch with them and they're, they're like family to you. So if you'd like to give a shout out to the team name and a couple of the, the players and friends you have. Yeah. So it's Petersfield rugby club, which is a small town in the South of England. Um, and my closest friends that came from that are actually going to be two of them are going to be groomsmen at my wedding. The others are involved in various capacities. So my groomsmen are Chris Ellis, Andy Barnes. Uh, one of my best friends, Craig Mason, who I've seen him break, break his leg twice while we played together. Same leg. Um, uh, Jay Bremner, who is a very, very good friend of mine, like an older brother. Um, and he's going to be singing and performing at my wedding because he's a very talented guy. And Dan Luff is another close friend of mine who's actually making big waves in the world of livestock um, with his company, Sell My Livestock. So, And uh, when's the wedding? It's August 8th, which is two years to the day late. August 8th of this year. Mm -hmm. So 8822. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Um, right after your birthday, having... are you going to have a little birthday party for Ken before your wedding? <laughs> oh, didn't know his birthday was around that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight, yeah. So August I mean, 5th. I don't know if you're going to be able to. Have By the way, that's wedding. probably one of the nicest birthday <laughs> presents for that week you could give me. Is yeah, getting married. that's sweet. So, he really yeah, does appreciate love. that. So uh, I want to acknowledge you, Tom, because you took some advice from me, and it, it really changed the game. I think for this book, but you had originally had the title. I have it written down here. Little Lamb Nursery Rhymes, Volume Two, and uh, getting rid of the nursery rhymes, I think, was a very smart move. 
I think we have him unfrozen or else he really is holding that like not yeah. acceptable yeah, term. He is not he is not happy about that curve. <laughs> um uh, you know that, and actually I it couldn't have frozen in a more <laughs> inappropriate time look. or appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, it it was just perfect that that happened. Um you know for him to have um you know so Ken for you as a publisher uh what was it like to um be uh putting out a book that was um uh, uh a shift like that cuz I think it's the first well maybe it's like the third or fourth time that you have put out one that is um that kind of genre. Yes, yeah, so we have done a couple but uh Tom is as I would refer to him as a stallion. He's the guy who's ready to go right to the top. He's hungry. He's excited to uh, play the biggest game possible, which is the kind of client you want. If you have a client that's having you publish their book, but they're doing it more as a bucket list or they're doing it um, from a standpoint of, you know, let's get an Amazon bestseller. They're playing, I would say, only 1% of the game. So, Tom is with us again, I think. Let's check his audio real quick. Audio. Yeah, and while good, he's uh, getting signed oh, on, I'll just remind that. everyone, you're listening to Voice America with your host, Dr. Smiley, a.k.a. Ken Rashawn, Ph.D., and I'm Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller, Amplified Radio Show here on Voice America Influencers Channel. So, Tom, I did not mean to piss you off when I brought back that uh, that title of Little Lamb Nursery Rhymes Volume 2, and you just, like, vacated. And I was, you were uh, like, I um, that was not me. For some reason, my entire internet just dropped out at that exact moment. Which well, it was like a mic drop. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you're going to insult me in that manner? See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <clears throat> we're going to get the audience in the world to come to your defense because you are fighting a game I've never seen fought before. You are fighting the game of uh, Little Lamb. Uh, uh, nursery rhymes against little lamb your book and so it's a tough fight the, that's a popular book it is a popular book <laughs> um we didn't know how popular it was until we did the seo searches i mean you can put your name and the book name and little lamb nursery rhymes is coming up ahead yeah. so we we're going to fix that by the way uh brilliant brilliant <laughs> book brilliant book tom i'm Thanks. so i'm so honored to be part of your journey um this this uh is a very serious show. There's certainly some levity here and there, but I want to tell you, I, I referred to you as the stallion, as the person, as a author that's going to go the distance. I believe in you. And uh, you have, you've really risen every single time I told you, Hey, I know you want to do the uh, launch in April, but we have an opportunity to do an early launch mm-hmm. in February 12th around Valentine's and that's cutting the time in half. And of course there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some mistakes and stuff, but I just wanted to applaud you that your attitude was the right way. You put all a hundred percent into making the best book we could possibly get out on February 12th. And I did want to say before that Michelle Moraz, she, uh, she was the one who saw your work and was kind enough to connect us. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And she's brilliant. Um, and just hearing the response from somebody like her who has seen so much, been three, been through so much, accomplished so much. And her response to what I have written was mind blowing. Um, I'm really, really grateful for Michelle. And I saw on Facebook, she just graced the cover of success magazine. So how exciting for her. So kudos to her for that. Awesome. So Tom, uh, I wanted to, you know, to have, as much time as we possibly can to get to know you for this show. And it is going to be challenging with uh, all the stuff we got packed in here. So let's, let's be conscious of time. Let's do a little shorter version of who you are today. So we can spend more time on the book in the last uh, segment. Okay. So let's start with uh, where you're born, what your childhood was like, but if you could be a little briefer than we had talked, discussed before. Sure. Yeah. I was born in Portsmouth, uh, South of England, which is the Navy city. Um, just born there and lived in Petersfield my whole life up until uh, April last year when I moved to Colorado. Um, and my childhood, in a nutshell, was brilliant. I had a really great time, a wonderful family and um, great parents. Can't, can't really complain. Well, I know that uh, you acknowledge them. So if you want to give a verbal acknowledgement of their names, you're welcome. Yeah, to. Lucy and Mick Franks. Uh, also my sister, Poppy, who's younger, but it's just a big source of inspiration for me. Yeah, you had nominated her for the uh, Dose of Hope, if I recall. Nice. Yeah, she's just a, a, a very, I don't know, resilient person. She had cancer when she was seven years old, cervical cancer. Um, didn't complain once. The whole time going through her chemotherapy treatment, um, no complaining whatsoever. She just got on with it, tough as nails. Um, so, and she, and she carries that into her life now, where even though she missed so much school while she had her treatment, 
she graduated from Roehampton University in London um, with a degree in early childhood, and she now works at a forest school. And she's had, I think, maybe in two years, like five promotions. So she's well. When we have her on the show, she's allowed to tell how excited she is about you. But right yeah. now, we want to talk about. Um, was there a defining moment in your childhood that had you have a glimpse or an inkling that you'd be an author in the future? Um, not, I wouldn't say a defining one. I was always very imaginative as a kid and nobody ever told me not to be. Um, I do see, you know, sometimes see when kids are babbling nonsense because their mind is just developing so much and they get corrected on it and told, no, no, that's not accurate. My mum and my dad never did that. If anything, it was nurtured. And even when I wrote stories as a kid, which were complete nonsense, they told me how brilliant they were. So <laughs> just it builds confidence. And what was the... Uh... What was the twig or the, uh, the the reason that you jumped into rugby? Uh, my granddad, actually, another big influence in my life. Um, he's He played rugby for Essex County, coached Essex County. Um, I mean, if you saw him now, he's in his 70s, you wouldn't believe it. He's still my build, little, little mm. shorter, but built like a rugby player. And he always wanted me to play. And even when I didn't play, I played uh, soccer as a kid. He didn't mention the fact that he would prefer me to play rugby. He just came and supported me anyway, so... So uh, I, I know that you were very good at the sport. Um, share with our audience to what degree you were considered um, a, a talented rugby player. Um, I played sort of regional level in England. So uh, from just just our small little town, our rugby uh, team, we went into the London Leagues um, and they're still there now. I was part of the most successful Petersfield team when we won our Hampshire League, which is the county level and the Hampshire plate that year. Um, it looks like the team this year is going to eclipse that, though, by winning the London League that they're in and moving up further, um, which is awesome to see. I'm happy for the boys. So uh, I, I shared with you previously that Invictus is one of my favorite films. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, sh share what rugby does for you. And, and if you wouldn't mind, uh, what, what movie uh, inspires you? Rugby is, is just a community. Um, there's actually parallels that you can draw with military. And I know a lot of military guys that play rugby. It's a brotherhood. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. You look after each other on the pitch, off the pitch, your friends. You know, even, even if you're not close outside of that rugby circle, everybody on the rugby day is involved. There's no exclusion. Um, and that's what I always loved about it. Um, films. Wow, films that inspire me. There's... Uh, far too many to list I, I, I'm, I'm quite big on sports films um, yeah. but I kind of like the corny ones you know, Gridiron Gang and stuff like that so, <laughs> Got it. so uh, you uh, what, who's one of your favourite uh, rugby players? Oh tough there's Johnny Wilkinson who is the World Cup winning English fly half kicked a drop goal in the dying seconds to win it in Australia in 2003 and Jonah Lomu who Sadly, passed away a few years ago, too young. Um, but he was a New Zealand All Black powerhouse of a man. Um, and there's a very famous try he scored against England, uh, which even English fans just enjoyed. He just flattened everybody. That was like, didn't he didn't try and go around anyone. It was through them and still scored. And I like that uh, you have that approach when you're doing your book launches. Anyone that doesn't buy a book, you'll flatten them. So. Yeah, straight through. Yeah, no hesitation. <laughs> so let's discuss your book. Uh, I, I don't want to give away the, the secret because it's such a splendid book. And uh, I certainly have to get a, a, a bunch for my friends. We have the new version coming out with a, a little more explanation of who you are, which I'm excited about. So let's, uh, let's give the audience a teaser. And, and, and please free, feel, free, free, feel free to go as long as you want on that one. Sure thing. Um, um, I do have a, I have a special request, though. I, okay. there, whatever part that you are sharing with, um, I, I found a, a certain paragraph that I just loved. You hit every single one of the senses and the words that you use. It's just, um, I, I really am enjoying this. Um, I can see a movie already happening. And, what we're gonna do, and what's going to happen is Dr. Andrea will come back and share that paragraph if you do not... Uh, include that. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, well, actually, if, if you if you have that paragraph in mind already, I'll give a bit of a description as to the premise of the book, which is a thriller uh, suspense based around a kidnapping and a single detective's mistake, which sets them back early in the investigation and then his race to try and rectify that mistake. Um, my aim. How'd, how'd you pick I, his I, name? Sorry. How'd you pick the detective's name? 
uh, completely random, genuinely is. Um, I'm actually writing a second novel right now, which I'm close to finishing the first draft. And that's like a mixture of my friends' names, <laughs> just creating things. Um, but my, my aim with it is, for me, fiction has always been a bit of a, an escape. When you have a you know, stressful day, an argument or something, reading is such a brilliant escape, um, especially in the world of fiction. When I was a kid, I loved the Harry Potter books because it was a whole new world that you could just get lost in. Um, and that's what I try and create. And it's interesting when you say, how do I promote smiles with the Keep Smiling movement? Well, I promote smiles by creating a book that doesn't make you smile at all. And that's the interesting approach. What it does do is it allows for discussion amongst friends when you've all read it. And it's like, why did this happen? Why did they do that? And those moments when you're with your friends, that's when the smiles are created. So uh, let's, let's give a little bit deeper description of the beginning of the book. Just the beginning. The beginning. I could read a little bit for you if you would like. It's your choice. Completely your choice, sir. I'm just gonna, I'll, read, I'll read you a very small, a small teaser from the prologue. Um, just so you know. His heart was pounding so hard, it felt as though it could explode through his chest at any moment. The knot in his stomach was growing with each step he took. He had never felt so trepidatious, so fearful, but even though every instinct was telling him to stop, his body was an autopilot and was dragging him deeper and deeper into the wilderness. You're, that is almost uh, symbolic of how I felt when I went to the Valentine's soiree and met you and took a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of how I felt actually being up on stage there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you pulled it off beautifully. Thank there you. was a certain scene um, that I liked. I, I could see this almost as part of your book trailer. Um, I'll, I'll just read it. So he reached his hand out towards the knob and hovered near it for a moment, his palms sweaty and his fingers shaking. He grasped the doorknob and for a moment savored the cold brass, brass against his skin. He held his breath as he gently turned the knob and gave the door a slight push. It crept open with a gentle creak, the musky scent of old wood hitting him immediately as he stood in the doorway looking into the hall that was semi-bathed into the light from the kitchen. I just see this and, and then this shadow, and it just, it just is a really nice invitation into the story, you know? Thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to say, I think Home Depot sales are going up for doors and blinds. <laughs> <laughs> doors, blinds. <and> <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. So uh, what else would you like to share about this experience? You, uh, you certainly um, turned in your dose of hope. What was, uh, so there's people out there that don't have a lot of inspiration, a lot of hope. What would you mm. say in your story uh, was one of the more compelling pieces you wanted to share to invite people to? In my, in my um, Keep Smiling story? Yes. Uh, well, the title of my Keep Smiling story is Be in Charge of Your Own Smile. Um, there's always a, like this natural thing in all of us where we kind of expect everybody around us to be the ones responsible for our, our happiness. And it's not really possible. If you can't be responsible for your own happiness, you're never going to be truly happy. So it's things along the lines of uh, as when you grow up and you get told that you have to just go and find a job. It's not necessarily what you want to do but you have to go and get a steady job. And that's the sort of lie I told myself for many years. I'm 31 now and I've only just written my first novel, which I've always wanted to do. Hmm. Um, and another, another part of it is being in relationships that don't make you happy, whether it is uh, you know, a girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, or even a friend or family member, you can take yourself away from those things. You don't have to be unhappy. And a lot of people need to remind themselves of that. You get told so often that in relationships, it's normal that you argue. It's normal that you're not always happy, which I disagree with massively. Mm. Um, my wife is one of the greatest people I've ever met. Well, I think we've had one argument in four years and we were both a little bit drunk at the time and it was really <laughs> ridiculous. And when we woke up the next morning, we were just like, well, that was really silly, wasn't it? And it was war under the bridge. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people need to hear. Um, and especially again, relating to Jennifer's stuff, there are so many, it, it, you know, it happens to men, but in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, so many women who feel like they're stuck in relationships with abusers and things like that. It's just remembering you don't have to be. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I was going to make a transition to, you know, the support you received to have this book come out and what a difference that made for you. So I wanted to acknowledge your fiance, uh, soon to be wife mm -hmm. for being a champion for you being a champion. Well, we are actually married. We just haven't had our wedding yet. Okay, so thanks to thanks to COVID, 
<laughs> yes. And, and, and you know what? There's so much good, I think, that came out of COVID from a standpoint that we learned how to have more patience. We learned the gifts that we have, the gratitude. So um, that said, I, I don't know if I would have even met you, Tom, mm-hmm. if, if it hadn't been for this. Yeah, quite potentially. Well, that's the thing. I would have been moving here sooner. The, my move got delayed because of COVID. Um, and that's like the, the sort of hardships you talk about what you go through to get to certain points. And for me, that I've had a you know pretty a pretty decent life, I would say. I've been through you, you know regular problems, speed bumps as I call them, um, rather than roadblocks because you can always get over these things. Just yeah. But for me, it was the, the green card process when I moved here mm. uh, because of COVID. They didn't issue me a work permit, mm. so I couldn't work. I couldn't do what I, my plan was to come here and set up a business. And I went, do you know what? For the first time since I left college, I've been given the gift of time. I'm going to write. Right. And, and by the way, same, same thing, uh, Dr. Andrea and myself, we knocked out our PhD. And I don't think that would have happened without the gift of COVID as well. So I, I, I think your book is your, your trophy. I think it is your biggest gift that you got from this pandemic. It's not something you'd ever wish on um, society because of all the strains and challenges. But it also yeah. was a time when people could look at the opportunity. And I think you took advantage of it. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you kind of have to. When you get given the gift of time, there's no point just sitting around and doing nothing with it. Right. Can't sit on your bum, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so had you had you uh, started your novel before this period? So the original idea was a piece I wrote when I was 16, which was a right. short story for my um, GCSE qualifications, um, which was which is our secondary school qualifications before we go to college. Um, and it got top marks, uh, 100%, you know, perfect creative writing piece. And they used it as a perfect example for years afterwards to the point where my younger sister was actually given it as a perfect example which she wasn't happy about i was gonna say she was probably not pleased (laughs) i have to live up to you in that too (laughs) yeah well bless her she she spent a lot of time just being known as tom franks's sister throughout school um so when she got given that as well that was like the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak (laughs) what would you what would you say to someone who's um so 31 is actually a very young age uh some would argue to have the uh the fortitude and the, and the gift of time to have a, a book come out. You have a long career ahead of you if you choose it. And what, what would you say to someone that has been saying, because I started, believe it or not, uh, close to 49 to mm-hmm. do my first book. Um, what would you say to someone that says, I, I just want to do it? What do, what do you say? The, the answer to that is actually really simple. If they just want to do it, they should do it. Right. If it makes them happy, do it. Even if it's like not, not something you can chase full time, you, you know, finish work, come home, write a hundred words. It doesn't have to be a, you know, 2000 word chapter that you get completed, but just come home, put pen. I mean, I put pen to paper. I'm still kind of old school in that manner. I love, I love that feeling. I find it cathartic, if anything. Um, if somebody wants to do something, they should do it. I, I spent a long time delaying that. So, Well, I have to say, um, my son is so invigorated and inspired to write. He chooses that as a pastime to do instead of watch a movie, which I am blown away by it at age eight. And so <laughs> well, that, um, was, that was me at his age. Um, really? And then fell into those traps as a teenager when you get told that you just need to go and get a job that's steady and earns a wage. Right. Um, and it's, it's awesome that you nurture that in him. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that that's not going to be a problem from Ken. I, I don't know about, you know, we never know about, you know, other uh, parents and siblings and aunts and uncles, you know, that some of them always were telling my kids they couldn't do things. Luckily, I see your son, Kenny, being like my daughter. My daughter told um, a gentleman once, she said she was going to own a car dealership, um, a petting zoo and a restaurant all at the same time. And he said, you can't do that. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry, you can't do more than one thing in your life, sir. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, for my kid. <laughs> so what's life like for you, Tom, now that you have uh, a soft launch behind you, uh, February 12th? Oh, we want to uh, acknowledge Avatar Miller. Well, tell, tell me about that experience because you met uh, someone who bid on you. Tell, tell about that experience real quick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Avatar created a phenomenal event for the uh, No Kids Hungry charity, which was, I was, I was really honored to be a part of that, actually. There's, um, there's been a big movement by uh, Marcus Rashford in England, um, who's a uh, soccer player for ending child poverty. Uh, when, when the English government would do nothing, Marcus Rashford took it upon himself and raised 20 million pounds to help these kids. So uh, being part of a similar movement here was 
was awesome. The event was amazing. I had to go up on stage, as you know, very nervous. <laughs> um, you guys are ta talking about the Valentine soiree for those of you who are watching and don't know what they're talking about. And then, so what was your role in that, Tom? You said you were auctioned off. Were you one of the eligible bachelors? I'm not, no, I was, it's lunch with an author. Um, I wondered, because I was like, yeah. I thought you said you were married. No, so, no. okay. I, 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 may be, I may be eligible, but I'm not a bachelor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we, we so another one of uh, Ken's new writers, uh, Jeff Buck. Uh, he actually bid on me, and we turned it into a double date. So him and his partner, and me and mine, and we went for lunch yesterday. Um, and that was all possible through Ken and Avatar and this event, and it was really fun. I've actually, you know, met some new friends now. So nice. And and his uh, new pen name, um, in case he, he he's not bragging on it, but we did come up with his J. Charles Buck, his uh, his author name. So, and he is going to develop, we're working on him every day to develop his English accent, by the way, mm -hmm. every day. Well, I actually got to read the first little part of what he's talking about, a, a, you know, a nonfiction real life story yesterday. And I'm very nitpicky when I read stuff and I'm always honest with people because I have this knack of being able to read something quickly and go, I can make this a little better for you. Mm. I read his yesterday and I went straight away. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, he's nice. he's got he's got a great uh, book coming in, and it's my own worst enemy is the name of it, and it's about how we stop ourselves, sabotage our success. So I'm really excited about that book. That goes I, hand in hand with my keep smiling story in a way. I know, I know. Hey, I want I, we got to get to rapid fire, but I want to say something that I'm going to recommend to you, and it's from bloody England, as it were, um, and into the world. But I saw our Netflix, The Darkest Hour, um, showing the, the the one month of Winston Churchill's. Um, put into prime minister power at the worst time you could possibly ask for a career move. <laughs> that was amazing. Gary Oldsman, uh, it just was brilliant. I mean, I still haven't seen that. And I love Gary Oldsman. Yeah. So you have to see it please. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation about that over some scotch. So, um, before we go to rapid fire, which we're really erasing right now, you said one of your favorite things is, so this is really more of a yes or no is to sit in a great reading chair, have your book or a great fiction book with a glass of scotch. Good and scotch. I just, it's very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way you should do it. Do you have a, a scotch you uh, prefer? Um, I'm, I'm very much into, you know, sort of like Isla, um, the, the region of Isla in Scotland, um, which has a slightly peatier, smoky taste. Yes. Um, but it depends. I've come here now and tried some brilliant bourbons as well. And, um, you know, it's really cool when the scotch has that peat, that nice yeah. peat feel to it. Um, I like that. Our smell, the smell of also the aroma. I, can, I so, can show you that right behind me here. Let me just shift for you. There's my little reading area. Oh, ah. yeah. A little dark, but um, yeah, a little dark. But that's what you need with the lamp. It it lights right up yeah, for you. Book. And I just yeah, and me and, and me and my wife, we sit there and we read together, and she'll have a wine and I'll have a glass of scotch. It's just a nice so way that's, to relax. That's beautiful. So we're gonna go to rapid fire, and uh, we are looking for scotch uh, sponsors to uh, make sure his hand is never has an empty glass. Mm -hmm. And I'm British right. as well, so it's always pinky up. Looks great. Pinky. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Well, we're gonna go rapid, rapid fire. Okay. A book to a book to change your life. Anything by Martina Cole. She's a British crime fiction author. Beautiful. Andre. What's a song that gets you jazzed up and moving? Oh, I'm a bit of a metalhead, so and Slipknot are my favorite band. So anything, anything by them gets me going. I thought you were going to wear your Slipknot shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little um, chilly in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, who's who's a hero that you'd like to meet? Oh, I'd like to meet Von Miller. Okay. Denver Andre. Bronco. Just when love him. When you were a little kid, what did you want to grow up and be? I wanted to be a fireman. <laughs> mm. What's a quote you live by? I, I, do you know, I, I really don't tend to live by one particular quote. There's too many that actually can relate to what you want Give to do. Give us two. So two. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, really just, don't quit is one is that I'll always think about this in the back of my head. That's like a Churchill one. Like, don't, don't give up on things. Yeah. Yeah. Never, so never, if you, never. If you want to chase never. something, chase it. Simple as that. Cool. Andrea? Um, Ken, uh, why don't you uh, ask your movie one? Because we're out of time. Okay. Well, I did ask the movie one earlier. Oh. So I'm going to actually let him have a free-for-all. What is a question I didn't ask you, wish I'd asked you? An actual hero in my life, someone. So that's, that's always a good one. And I, have, I actually have several because I've got a great support network. Okay. And quickly, um, who is it? The first one that comes to my mind is my dad. 
good. He's, he, I watched him work seven day weeks when I was a kid, just grafting away, and he instilled a work ethic in me that I didn't know I had. So, Well, Tom, it is a pleasure to have you on the show to amplify your goodness and your leadership and the talent that you bring to the world with your gorgeous book, Little Lamb. We're going to put a link on there for our audience, and uh, we're going to have everybody, including Jennifer Baker, share the link and the show. Um, a request that I know Tom has is, he is giving the gift of this ebook. Um, there is a new version coming out that uh, has a little more enhanced uh, refinement, and we're going to be making that available Friday. And you have your launch on the fifth. Yep. Well, no, okay. no so the, the release is the fourth, which is Friday. Yeah, and yep. then um, we have Colorado Springs and Denver launches at the end of April. Yes, and we have about eight or nine authors that are going to be joining the in the ranks, and each one of them is going to be having the prize of having uh, their tribe be there to support them. So we are so excited about your career and the, the being here for the beginning of it so we can say, I remember Tom Franks when he was just 6'4". He was just 6'4". <laughs> oh, so now we're doing more of a Cockney voice, aren't we? That was better than what he did before. <laughs> I love it. I just, um, I just want to say thank, thank you for the opportunity to come on here i'm really grateful for it um yeah and, and i've enjoyed it but march 4th that is hold it closer hold this it closer friday, this friday on amazon that is available and if the uh if the front isn't ominous enough then i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> well but. i'd love to uh see some future uh, information and conversations about screenplays and movies because uh, uh so i've only gotten halfway through it and i'm quite pleased and i'm an uh, avid reader so and tom how can people follow you read it and his exact description of it was movieable <laughs> yes that's awesome how can people follow you connect with you uh, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Tom Frank's author. Um, and I love getting messages. It's, it's, it's awesome to connect with new people, especially moving to a new country. So, Awesome. Very good. Well, we're so excited to have you, uh, not just on the show, but in this country for the tour across the USA, showing off Little Lamb and uh, actually having the Little Lamb nursery rhymes actually cry and say, we can't compete. We can't yeah, compete. I'm, ah. I'm it's, it's, it, business is ruthless and I'm going to have to crush some dreams with that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes that's what we need is a lullaby after a really yeah, crushing I'm thriller. Sure. If, if, yeah. if, I get, if I get complaints saying that my book is making it difficult for children to buy their nursery rhymes the guilt i'm gonna feel will be through the roof <laughs> <laughs> all right andrea take us out with our sponsors i'll be and then i'll give the closing mark. well thank you so much to bees.social bmore.io who's supporting the keep smiling movement and for my makeup lady.com ampla influence and the red carpet connection the umbrella syndicate perfect publishing voice america influencers channel and please send your love and your dollars to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. We are up to very big things and changing major lives, saving lives with smiles by inspiring a dose of hope. So back to you, Ken. Well, we are so excited that Tom was able to join us for this hour. I strongly encourage you to follow him on Facebook, uh, get the Kindle version or the book version. And I'm sure if you reach out to him on Facebook, he has the big heart enough to sign the book and send it to you personally. So um, we love Tom and we look forward to other leaders being inspired by his story. If you need Dose of Hope to learn more about him, don't hesitate to connect to the Keep Smiling Movement and get his story as well there. So stay amplified. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook.